The Atlantica Center for Energy is a nonprofit organization proactively engaging with industry, government, the education and research sectors, and the public to foster sustainable growth related to energy opportunities here in Atlantic Canada. Coming up is Michelle Robichaud to talk about the challenges and the opportunities for energy in the Atlantic Canada region. Hi, Michelle, and welcome. Thanks, Maria. I'm really pleased to be here. We're going to talk about the Atlantica Center for Energy. Tell me a little bit about what your organization is and, and, and what you do. Sure. So we represent uh, the energy sector throughout all of Atlantic Canada. And what we really want to be is that proactive voice to support the energy sector. And when we talk about energy, we talk about all energy. Um, we're supported by members that represent all facets of that sector. And uh, so we're really pleased to, uh, to be part of the conversations that are happening. Awesome. I really like the, on your website, you have the interactive energy map or maps of Atlantic yeah. Canada. And it's yeah. where you can learn about the, you know, the, the total energy infrastructure and, and each of the maritime provinces. How did that all come together? That must have been a lot of work. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of work, um, but uh, it came together over a couple of years uh, just because of the, the detail that needs to go into it. But these interactive maps allow um, uh, like Canadians or Canadians to sort of look at the diversity of the supply that we have in Atlantic Canada, and we're really excited about that. We're currently working on the Newfoundland and Labrador energy maps. Wow. Um, and uh, and so, uh, but the New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI maps are there, and uh, so you can see sort of by by general area, you can see um, what is generation, what is self supply. It's uh, it's really it's uh, it's a great tool. Well, it's great, and there's probably a lot of nuances as well. Like you only do projects that are complete and ready. You don't do the ones that are being considered. Like there's yeah yeah because there's a lot on the books and I know people yeah. are really excited about that and we would um, we've kind of got it on our agenda to to try and tackle that next year um, yeah. because if we look at the economic potential of some of those large projects and especially around the hydrogen projects mm -hmm. uh, yeah there is uh, there's a tremendous amount of excitement there. Your organization enables you to keep your ear to the ground. You know, you really you kind of have a little bit of an idea of what's going on uh, everywhere. How, how do you do this? What resources are, is, you know, it's, it's networking. Like, how do you keep your ear to the ground, basically? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maria, your conversation started this morning by, uh, geez, you're an early riser, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we certainly keep an eye on what's happening with our member organizations, and uh, so those partners of ours really keep us in the loop about what's going on um, in terms of each of the sectors that um, that they represent. 
and also we certainly participate in events and activities that are happening in the region. Um, I can't tell you how many emails come in my inbox every day yeah. that, um, you know, I, I, I try to do justice and, and try and understand uh, um, what is happening and, uh, and also distribute that information. So we have a, we have a newsletter as well that uh, goes up monthly. It just went out first thing this morning. Um, and, uh, and so it highlights all of the activities that are happening. So we do try and keep uh, our ear to the ground. Wonderful. Um, there are a lot of, you know, um, ways that different parts of Canada uses energy. How is this region's use of energy different than the rest of Canada? We don't have, you know, go trains and we don't have, you know, we have a different landscape here, you know. We um, sure do. And weather. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it can definitely be said that Atlantic Canada has a different weather system, especially given the fact that we're right on the coast and surrounded by ocean water. And uh, so that does change the landscape. The other piece of the, the, the landscape is that um, we are quite electrified throughout specifically um, Atlantic Canada, which means that homes aren't heated or powered by natural gas like the rest of Canada is. Um, we do have natural gas here, but we are at the end of the line just being on right. the East Coast. Um, we have very limited development uh, here in Atlantic Canada. But what that enables us is this transition that's happening in the energy sector to more clean energy, kind of ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other pieces that we do struggle with, even though we're ahead of the curve, is that we do have coal plants. Um, that generate some of our electricity, but we also have a tremendous amount of hydropower and we have nuclear. So when we talk about those maps and how diversified Atlantic Canada really is, um, that is going to help us in the transition so that we can, you know, we can take a bit of a, a progressive role in that. Well, you touched on this already, but, you know, there are a lot of challenges and opportunities for energy in, in the Atlantic region. Um, do you know, can you tell me what some of what some of them are? You know, definitely um, the opportunities. We have a lot. We do, actually. Um, it is very exciting because um, there are some opportunities for uh, new hydro in Newfoundland in particular. Uh, in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, we're looking at offshore wind. We're looking at more onshore wind. We have Hot of wind. I don't know yeah. if you've ever been out here, but there's it's pretty crazy uh, being <laughs> yeah. on the coast. You're gonna harness uh, that. <laughs> yeah, those nor'easters are something else. So we really want to harness that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, in New Brunswick, they're exploring opportunities for new nuclear. Um, PEI has been a leader in onshore wind development for uh, for a long time. Um, so, you know, those are really opportunities that can enable us to not only develop some energy domestically, so for us to use within our own provinces, or ship down to our neighbors, to the uh, to the east and or west and south of us um, in New England, um, which is a huge energy market. But the other real piece and the real advantage that we have being on the East Coast here in Atlantic Canada is that we have established 
international port infrastructure. And if we look at what the demand is in Europe right now for clean energy and specifically around hydrogen potential, um, there's a lot of hype happening here in Atlanta, Canada on how we can support that with all these vast energy resources that we kind of have at our fingertips. That's wonderful, you know, and then the next, you know, it's the future is looking really bright, you know, for the cliche there, we got to wear sunglasses, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. so bright. Um, now, what's next for the Atlantica Center for Energy? What's what's on the agenda for the next little while with your organization? Yeah, so we do keep our ear to the ground, as you mentioned earlier, in the pulse of what's happening um, at the federal level with uh, some policies. So we have the clean electricity regulations that are coming up. We do have um, some, a lot of interest in developing new policies and regulations around the hydrogen sector that I mentioned, our offshore wind. That's a whole new industry that needs to be developed. Um, so we are looking at what's happening in those sectors, which are new and developing. Um, as I mentioned, we are you know, trying to kind of harness that from an economic perspective, so trying to understand what's going on. Um, all of this excitement and all of this opportunity that's happening here is going to require workers. It's going to require people. It's going to require our uh, our communities to be on side with these projects. So there's going to be a lot of energy literacy that um, that we're working on. Uh, we currently have a really exciting project uh, happening right now to uh, inform and educate our um workforce of the future, let's say, in clean fuels. And so uh, we've got a team today over in Newfoundland at the Memorial University and the Canadian, or sorry, the um, uh, CNA, um, and uh, they're having a, a hosting a, um, a, a job fair for students. And so we're there talking to them about the exciting potential in clean fuels. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot going on. We're really excited about what's happening for the rest of this year, but also into 2024. You also have the Clean Fuels Awareness Program, and mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about that. Is that what that's is that uh, being worked on, or are you putting the final touches on that program? Yeah, we are just about to launch the website. Actually, the program is called Fuel for the Future, and it really combines industry with post-secondary students to try and educate them about what jobs are going to be in all of this excitement that's happening in Atlanta, Canada. That's great news. That's great news. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Michelle. I know you've got to you've got to go off to a, to an announcement that's being made somewhere. But yeah. I really I'm glad that I tracked you down. And thanks for yeah. you know um, telling us all about your organization and wishing you guys all the best in the future. I appreciate that, Maria. It's really exciting to uh, to talk about what's happening in Atlantic Canada, and uh, appreciate the opportunity. That was Michelle Robichaud, president of the Atlantica Center for Energy, telling us about their work in supporting energy growth in Atlantic Canada. This podcast is sponsored by the Smart Energy Event. It's where smart people gather who are in the energy sector each spring. I'm your host, Maria McGowan. Thanks for listening in.